Welcome to the Maywood Student Ministries Podcast. We are so happy you are tuning in. On this episode, Pastor Tony continues our series, Holy Habits, with a message on the holy habit of fasting. Tonight, we're actually going to be talking about fasting. We're going to be talking about fasting for our holy habit. Something that might seem foreign, more foreign than even solitude for us. We will see tonight that fasting is about fixing our hearts on Christ, longing for more of Him. And it is a discipline that seeks to be full and satisfied with God. How many of you in here have fasted before? You've done it before. I'm just curious. Raise your hand if you've fasted before. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, Whether it was food or technology, what did you fast from? Those of you who've done it, just shout it out really quick. What did you fast from? Those of you who've done it. Food? Anything else besides food? Okay. Mostly your phone? Fasted from your phone? Okay. Mostly food, right? But tonight, we're going to be in Matthew 6, verses 16 to 17, and then we're going to also see fasting in a, a couple other places in Scripture, but our main text will be Matthew 6, 16 through 17, Matthew 6, 16 through 17, and here's our big idea again tonight. Here's our big idea. Fasting is fixing our hearts on Christ, longing for more of Him. It is a discipline that seeks to be full and satisfied with God. That's our big idea when it comes to fasting. Can someone for me read Matthew 6? 16 through 17. Matthew 6, 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray for this time. I pray, God, that you would help us see the importance of fasting in that it's all about being full and satisfied in you. God, it's, it's easy for us to, to see our need for things like food and our need for technology, our need for sports, our need for so many other things, relationships, God. And, and, and we seek those things because we need them and we think that that is what's really going to fully fulfill us and satisfy us. But God, I pray that you would help us to see uh, the importance and um, just how special fasting is um, when it comes to being full and satisfied in you and in you, and you are the one that truly does bring that satisfaction and fulfills us in ways the things of this world cannot. So I just pray, Father, that you would help us learn a little bit more about fasting tonight and, and truly leave from here seeking to make it a habit. In Jesus' name, amen. So personally, fasting has not been something that I've practiced regularly. Okay, confession time. Um, Since I've become a Christian, a Christ follower, I've not practiced it regularly. Sure, I would follow along with it when my youth pastor challenged us, like I'm going to do tonight with you guys, or when our senior pastor maybe challenged our whole church to do it at a specific time, 
or maybe when I read devote in my devotions, you know, I learned about fasting or I read a passage on fasting, so I felt compelled to fast. Um, but really, fasting has not been something that I've disciplined myself to do in my walk with Christ. It really has not been a habit. And I'm sure maybe many of you would say the same. As I said earlier, I feel like fasting, fasting is maybe even more foreign to some of us than solitude, time in solitude. But we need to understand what we mean when we say fasting. So when we say fasting, we need to have an understanding of what it actually means to fast. And it means this. Fasting means this. To forego something for a special amount of time for a spiritual purpose. Okay, when you fast, you're foregoing something for a special amount of time for a spiritual purpose. Now, there are two very important other definitions that I think are really good by Donald S. Whitney and Richard Foster. Okay, Donald S. Whitney says in his book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, that fasting is a Christian's voluntary abstinence from food for a spiritual purpose. Okay? Now, while I'm sure many of us would agree with that definition, and by default, we go right to food when we hear fasting, I think we do that. I think we go right to food when we hear fasting. And while that is biblically true, I also believe fasting is broader than that as well. It includes food. It's what we think by default when we think fasting, and it is biblically true, but I think it also includes more than food. Okay? So now we see Richard Foster's definition. Richard Foster is an author and a theologian, and he says that fasting is the voluntary denial of a normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. So you see, we need to know that when fasting is brought up, it can include many other things besides food. But I want you to notice some things in both Donald's definition and Richard's definition when it comes to fasting. Here are some things that I think it's important for us to know. Three things. Fasting is, one, voluntary. Okay? We say individually that I desire to do this on my own and for my own spiritual health. I'm volunteering to do this. It's voluntary. You see that actually in both definitions. Let's go back really quickly. Look, Donald, Donald's definition, a Christian's voluntary. Look at Richard's, the voluntary denial, right? So that's the first thing we see is fasting is voluntary. The second thing is there is a complete removal from something or a stain away from something for some time. And both definitions, it was abstinence or denial. That's what Donald and Richard said. And then the third thing that I think is very important is fasting is done for spiritual purpose, purposes in mind. That is why we fast. Okay? And so now we will take time to unpack that all here soon, but I wanted you to see the similar themes in their definitions as it helps us to understand and make a definition of what fasting is all about biblically. But now let's go back to seeing. I want to talk about this. I want to go back to talking about how it's more than just giving up food. Okay. 
There are other things that we can fast from, like social media. We can fast from social media or a specific app. Maybe there's one app that you're just so locked into that you need to say, I'm going to forego that app for a specific amount of time for a spiritual purpose. Or maybe it's a platform that you use. Maybe it's fasting from watching TV. Maybe every night you come home from school. I know this is not true because you got homework and sports and also, but maybe for the sake of just example, you come home, you watch Netflix every night. Maybe for this week you say, I ain't watching Netflix all week, right? Or watch TV. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's your cell phone. Maybe it's sports. So on, okay? I just want to give you a little bit of an example here. You know, okay, many of you know this. You know that I love basketball, okay? And it's an exercise for me. It's fun for me, okay? But I've been away from playing from it for some time now. And while I miss it, okay, I miss it. It's been good for me to be away from it. I miss it. As I shared with you guys before, there was a season in my life where basketball was taking total control of my life. Total control. And I believe that the injury I suffered when I was 21, when I tore my ACL and I tore my meniscus, I believe the injury that I suffered was something that woke me up spiritually and God used it to bring me back to him. And he helped me ultimately see that basketball, no doubt, was the idol I was living for in that time. No doubt. Of course, I don't ever want to go through that injury again, okay? But I believe that that injury woke me up. It did. Here's the thing. Because of that injury, I had no choice but to fast from playing basketball, right? It was, it was in ways like, well, I can't do it. I, I have to fast, right? But in the end, again, while I never want to experience that injury again, and I, I pray and hope you guys never tear your ACL or meniscus, okay? While I never want to experience that again, I'm thankful for that time, though, because God grew me through spending time away from basketball. I needed that time. Not the way I would hope it would go to step away from that time, but I needed that time. See, I I cannot stress these two things enough. I can't stress it. I can't stress it. We fast for a special period of time because we have a spiritual purpose in mind. That's the first. And the second thing that we're going to talk about a little bit right now is this. It matters a whole lot to forego something that is important to us. It matters a whole lot to forego something that is important to us. For me, obviously, it would be quite the challenge to forego coffee or bubbler. Okay? For me, that would be a challenge to forego that. Okay? I drink coffee pretty much every day. I look forward to having it. It's something that I very much enjoy. In fact, when Corey and I do our errands, is it not always on the list for one of our stops that we need to make while we're doing errands? Okay? I love coffee and bubbler, right? Same thing with bubbler. In fact, I probably got many of you hooked on it, so I'm sorry. Okay? But but if I choose to, let's say, maybe give up pop, 
okay? It really wouldn't be a sacrifice for me. I don't drink pop very often. It's something easy for me to say no to. And it's something that I don't really want to partake in because mostly the high fructose corn syrup. Okay? It's just unhealthy. Corey's helped me with that, so thank you, my love. Um, But, like, it's easy for me to say no to pop. It's just, it is. It wouldn't be hard or a sacrifice for me to do that. But if I had to give up coffee or bubbler, now that would be a struggle because there are moments in my day where I really want it. Some might even say I'm addicted. Some might say. So so you see, because coffee is a regular occurrence in my day and it's something that I enjoy so very much, for me to fast from coffee, well, that's going to require some effort and strength for me to say no to because of how important it means to me. So I'm going to say again, it matters a whole lot when we fast to forego something that is important to us. It would be easy for me to say, I'm fasting on pop this week. That would be easy. I could do that. It matters a whole lot to forego something that's important to us. So think right now in this very moment. Think right now. What are the things that are oh so important to you that would make fasting this week a challenge for you? Just take a couple seconds to think about that. What matters to you so much that would make fasting this week a challenge for you? What are those things? Coffee bubbler for me. Just two things right off the top of my head. What would it be for you? Cell phone? TV? Netflix? Movies? Video games? Sports? Hanging out with friends? Homework? Some of you hear that and you're like, huh? But I genuinely know people who love doing homework. So what would it be for you when you think of fasting from something, what would it be? Think about that as we continue to move on. So with all that in mind, let's now see what the Lord says about fasting. Okay, so Matthew 6, 16 through 17. Okay, Matthew 6, 16 through 17. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. So just to give you some context here, Jesus is speaking to the crowds about a host of things in what we call what? The Sermon on the Mount. Correct. Okay, so Jesus is speaking a host of things we call the Sermon on the Mount, and he's speaking on things like the Beatitudes, on being salt and light in the world. He's talking about anger, how to deal with that biblically. He's talking about lust. He's talking about divorce. And he's speaking on what and how it looks like to pray, and then gives a foundation or framework on what our prayers should look like in the Lord's Prayer. And then this brings us to our passage on feasting, on feasting, fasting, we don't want feasting, as he speaks to the crowds, okay? But here's one of the things I want us to notice from this passage. What do you guys see? It says what? When you fast. It says it twice, by the way, in two verses. 
when you fast. Jesus says it twice. Here's what this means. With Jesus saying it twice, fasting is not an if you fast, but it's when you fast. Ultimately, Jesus is saying that it is something that we are going to be doing. Fasting is in the life of a believer. Now again, we need to go back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. We need to remember that when we talked about Sabbath, we remember that we're no longer under the law, right? We're no longer under the law because Christ came to fulfill the law, and our salvation doesn't rest in following the law, but rather we partake in Sabbath and in fasting because of how much we love God and desire to obey his commandments. Remember that, okay? But Jesus says when, twice. It's not an if, it's when. And remember, we're called to imitate Jesus Christ, right? Well, Jesus, in fact, fasted. Now we're going to go to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus Christ, once again, is showing us here in Matthew 4 the humanity side of him by fasting for 40 days, and look what it says. So first of all, think about that. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is fasting. Okay, first of all, have that in your mind. For 40 days and 40 nights. What if I told you our challenge starting tonight was for 40 days and for 40 nights? Yeah, I can clearly see the responses of the, it's going to be difficult, right? 40 days away from bubbler and coffee. Ooh, ooh. Lance, you with me? Yeah, that's right. Okay. But, but 40 days and 40 nights, look what Jesus says. He was hungry, right? He was hungry. Like he genuinely fasted, and, and it was hard. Jesus shows us something else about fasting. He shows us something else with this. It's about doing it with a humble spirit. When we fast, it's about doing it with a humble spirit. Because look, verse 16. We're going to go back. We're going back now to verse 16 in our Matthew 6. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. The Pharisees fasted every Monday and Thursday, but fasted in such a way that they were flaunting it and making sure everyone knew about it. You can tell that something was off because they made it clearly known, and it's like they were baiting people to ask and say something to them. Have you guys ever been there before? I think we have. I feel like we've been there. We portray ourselves a certain way in our face, with our facial expressions, with our attitude and our demeanor, so that we get a response out of people, right? And we, and, and, and we do that. 
We put that demeanor out there so we get this response out of people. And then the second someone says, what's wrong, man? We light up. Finally, someone recognizes me and, you know, how I'm feeling or what's going on. Or someone finally asked me about this or that, right? We do that. This is what the Pharisees were doing. They were putting this demeanor on, and they were like flaunted in ways, portraying like, I'm fasting. And they just want others to see it and to ask them about it so that they could just flaunt it. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I haven't had food in forever. I'm fasting, man. They're literally flaunting it. That's what the Pharisees are doing it. Their desire in doing this for, was for the people to sing praises about them. And, oh, wow, that, he's spiritual. He's fasting. Wow. See, it was all about the praises of men that they were doing it, not for the praises of God. See, when it comes to fasting, you can either do it like the Pharisees, who just wanted to be front and center with showing off to everyone, I'm so spiritual, I've been fasting for so-and-so, right? Or we can humbly fast and not let it be about showing off, but we do it for one voice, the Father. We do it for Him and Him only. And here's the cool thing that I'll say. When we do fasting with the proper heart, the Father will reward our endeavors. He will. He will meet you where you're at when it comes to fasting and why you're fasting. God won't leave you empty when it comes to fasting. He will fill you up and reward your endeavors. And even if at, even if at the very least, okay, at the very least, your heart is going to grow and understand more of what it means when Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You will at the very least grow in your love and understanding of that. At the very least. But I, I want to quickly show you some other passages in Scripture that help us understand why we might even choose to fast. What are the spiritual purposes for fasting, right? We've looked at our definitions that say we do it for a specific spiritual purpose. Here are some purposes on why we would even fast. Okay, here are some. We fast, we may fast to strengthen our prayer life. Maybe that's why you fast. There's a couple of verses there on that. Maybe you fast to seek God's guidance for a specific reason or a situation that you're in. Man, I'm about to pick a college. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to fast because I just want to be filled with God and I want to hear from him on what he's doing with my life. Maybe that's why you fast. I don't know if I should date this person. <laughs> so I'm going to fast because I want to hear from God on what I should do with this situation. Right? So we fast to seek God's guidance for a specific reason or situation. Or maybe you fast because you're just expressing grief. This season has been hard. And I just want to be filled with Him. I just want to give everything to Him. So I'm just going to remove myself from things that are important to me because I just want to express my grief. Or maybe you fast to seek deliverance or protection from a situation you're in. 
We fast to ask God for forgiveness because of the way we've been living. And we want to turn back to him. Man, God, I've, I've been messing up. I've been living in sin. And it's time for me to come back. It's time for me to live for you again. And so we fast because we want that to be our case. Or another one, we fast to express concern for the work of God. And then finally, maybe we fast to express love and worship to him. Why am I doing it? Because I just, I just love him. I just want to do it because I love him. And I just want to worship him. Right? Here are some spiritual reasons and purposes as to why we would fast. See, what we see is that we do it knowing and recognizing and choosing to forsake ourselves from something important to us so that we truly bring our hearts and bodies to a place where we're worshiping him and recognizing that he is the only thing and person we need more than anything and that he will sustain our every need. The reason we fast is for a specific spiritual purpose. It's a spiritual reasoning why you're doing it. And again, you're not flaunting it. Oh, look at me. I've been fasting for seven days on the... Do it with a humble spirit. And it must be something important to us. So I want to show you a couple other verses. Okay? A couple other verses. So a verse I want to bring up is Acts 14.23. Okay? Acts 14.23. That says... And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So the church here in this moment was getting ready to appoint elders. And in order to make these big decisions on who was going to be elders of the church, what did these believers do? To, to really make the right godly decision, they prayed and fasted. Huge decision coming up. We need to pick elders who are going to lead this church. What do we do? We pray and we fast. So that's Acts 14, 23. Another example is in Jonah. Jonah 3, verses 5 through 8. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Jonah went to Nineveh as God had commanded him, declaring that in 40 days the city would be destroyed because of their evil ways. But what happens when the people hear this? The people fast, repent from their sin, want to turn back to him, and what did God do? God relented and did not destroy them in his grace. They fasted and repented. And then we go back to Matthew 4. If we just go back to Matthew 4, what we've already looked at. Jesus fasted in Matthew 4. 
And he was fasting to overcome temptation, and he recognized his reliance on the Lord's words. Knowing that man does not live on bread alone, but on the words of God. He committed his life to being filled and sustained by his Father's words. So this takes us to the challenge for this week. Okay, This is the challenge for this week. In living it out. Here's the challenge. I want you to determine why might you fast this week? What is the spiritual purpose as to why you're going to do this? Second, what are you going to fast from? What's it going to be for you? Phone, Netflix, TV, sports, I don't know. Whatever, I, I'm not, whatever it is. What is it going to be from you that you're going to fast from? And then third, how long are you going to fast for? How long? Maybe you have a big decision you need to make. And you're going to fast because you need God's guidance for that decision. Maybe you've been walking away from Christ recently. And you want to fast because you want to repent and turn back to him. Or maybe you need to bring your grief and frustration and disappointment from the season that you are in over to him. What might you fast from? And for how long? Maybe you're going to give your cell phone up for a day. Literally turn it off, leave it be, put it somewhere where you're not going to see it. And in those moments, when you usually check social media, when, when you're like, you have that 10 to 15 minutes maybe in your day where you know you usually check because you're just trying to kill 10 to 15 minutes, Maybe in that 10 to 15 minutes, because you don't have your cell phone and because you've put it away, you direct your focus to God. Maybe for those 10 to 15 minutes, you pray. You read your Bible. Write an encouraging note to someone. Right? Like spend that time differently. Maybe you give up watching Netflix for a couple of nights. And spend that time, instead of watching Netflix, you're spending that time connecting with God. Or maybe you give up a food or a drink. And in those times when you're hungry or craving, oh, I need that coffee or bubbler. Oh, man, I want those French fries right now. Whatever it is, when you are having that craving or longing that you want it so badly, you turn to him and find your fulfillment in him. You fill me up, God. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going because I live for you and you fill me and you sustain me. My fulfillment is in you. You will determine, again, why you're fasting, what you're going to fast from, and for how long. Is it a day? Maybe it's a couple of days. Or maybe for you, the Lord says it's just an evening. Maybe for one night, you put your phone away or don't do Netflix or whatever. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm leaving it to you, and I trust the Holy Spirit for, you guys, for him to show and share what it is for you guys. So I want to close with a David Mathis quote. I want, to, I want to close with a David Mathis quote. David Mathis, he is a writer for Desiring God, and he's an author. And he, he says this about fasting. He wrote this book that I highly recommend. I highly recommend this book to you guys. Okay, 
This book is on ways to connect with God that we've been studying with habits. This book is literally on disciplines and habits. Uh, It's called Habits of Grace by David Mathis. Habits of Grace. And he writes, but but David Mathis says this on Desiring God. Okay, look, look at what he says about fasting. Check this out. When we fast, the aches in our stomachs and pains in our gut are reminders that Jesus is the true food, not our daily bread, and that Jesus is the true drink, not our typical beverages. Christians will fast, as Jesus promised, because as people of faith, because as people of faith, we know that believing in Him means coming to Him to satisfy our soul's hunger and quench our soul's thirst, as John 6.35 says. And one of the best regular reminders of it can be abstaining temporarily from other food and drink. And then it continues to say, the great and often hidden reward of fasting is God himself. Open your mouth wide, he says, as we empty our stomachs and I will fill it. Psalm 81.10. God rewards Christian fasting because it attunes us to the very purpose of God in the universe, to magnify himself in our desiring, enjoying, and being satisfied in him. And he rewards it not just with what we're asking for with our fast, but ultimately with who he is as our desire, enjoyment and satisfaction. And I love how he ends this. I love it. Look at what he says. Christian fasting is not mainly about what we go without, but who we want more of. I love how he ends that because that's what fasting is all about. It's not about what we're going without. It's actually about what we're gaining who we're getting more of, and that's Him, that's God. That's what fasting is all about. Thank you for tuning in to the Maywood Student Ministries podcast. We hope that this episode encouraged and strengthened you in your walk with the Lord. If you are interested in learning more about our ministry, search Maywood Student Ministries on Facebook or Instagram, or visit our website at mefc.us. See you on the next episode.